0: N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences, knock it out the park This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris, of course S-G-R This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk Record, rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas
1: Welcome back. This is episode 359 of the NYYST Podcast. We're live on NYY Underground. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And is that is that him? Is that really him? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're having connectivity issues. Hey. There he is.
2: How we doing up there, fellas? We doing good up there?
1: Okay. We're how doing great, bro. We're doing great. I bet
2: you are. No, I bet well, you both how, are. How are you feeling? Well, you know, I'm a little tired. Haven't slept in four days, but uh, you know, I'm planning tonight to get a good slumber. Uh, you know, very busy last few days, but uh I think we made a lot of people happy with what we uh just pulled off.
3: Brian, got- after after <coughs> sorry, just a quick yeah, question. Sure. And then yeah. and then Christian, you can yeah. you can run with this. Okay. After, after a couple crazy nights like this, do you go bed, or do you go right back to the beanbag?
2: Uh, you know, that is a great question, but the back, the back does kind of feel a little tight on that bag, so I will be hitting up the tempur Uh going to put on one of those eye little eye things to cover my eyes and really fall into a deep REM sleep.
1: Okay, so uh, you made two big moves over the past yeah. few days. Okay, well... You know, the big, big one we'll talk about in a second. But the uh, the Alex Verdugo deal, okay? Um, yeah. Since he does look like a homeless rat, did you and the Boston Red Sox come to agreement on that trade while you were sleeping on the street?
2: Well, maybe that was some sort of correlation there that I had some sort of fondness for uh, that type of look. Uh, however, I do like getting rid of those kinds of looks. Uh, big reason why... We acquired Johnny Damon from Boston was just so we could, you know, get rid of his long hair, shave the beard. Uh, it's kind of one of the the deciding factors in going after a guy like uh, Alex Verdugo. Maybe next is Charlie Blackman, but I think we're good on the outfield.
1: So well, maybe a little uh, little bit of, you know, peeling back the curtain there. You guys didn't really want Johnny Damon to play center field. You just got well, tired of looking no, like a kid. I didn't fan. say
2: that. I didn't say that. Don't put words so, in my mouth. So you Don't feel like him? everybody else uh-huh. with that. Don't start. Don't make me go back to that mood I was in. Find them clean them up. You know, it's he was a big player for us, and we hope that uh, you know Verdugo could be uh, a solid guy uh, for us. Uh, you know, as we move on to the future, the future is is always here. It's always right now, uh, and that's kind of where we are.
1: And the initial reports were that uh, San Diego wanted five pitchers plus two prospects, and you ended up giving him four pitchers and uh, yeah. and Higgy. I mean, you usually don't bend over like that. What was you thinking there?
2: Well, I mean, I think you do have to in this league. You do have to give to get. Uh, it's going to sting sometimes. You know, Michael King, the Michael Sting. You know that did hurt. Uh, That's but good. you thank you. Uh, you know, but so we did. We did really optimally uh, try to keep. Uh, you know, as many of those guys as we could. Uh, but, you know, our, our pitcher and player development here is top quality. Uh, a lot of teams are begging for the arms that we produce. And uh, unfortunately...
1: They heard they're begging for it, Brian. They are. I heard, I heard they are. They, they
2: want what we have um, for sure. Uh, you know, this is an evil empire. This is Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back, Episode 5. Uh, episode 6, Return of the Jedi. You could say, uh, instead of Jedi, you could say Return of the Yankees, right? Uh, so... You know, episode six, Star Wars, great, great reference there. And, uh, you know, A.J. Preller is a great GM over there for... Uh, I heard he's a
1: piece and, of garbage, you know, but that's... He's a good. Uh... He's he's an
2: okay guy. And, uh, you know, him and Omar <laughs> Manaya they have a nice history together. Uh, they've worked in the past together, so we were able to... Uh, like, how
1: closely would you say they work together? Like, intimately? Uh,
2: well, they... They, I think, and uh, they were together from my the MySpace days, and Omar oh, okay. Mania did have uh, AJ Preller in his top eight. If you remember that, he That's, wasn't. Okay, his, well, yeah, that was so
1: smart he, of you to keep Omar around to, well, to lock. Yeah, his why, down. I mean,
2: why do you think? Why do you think we? I mean, brought in Omar if not uh, for these kinds of kinds of things.
3: Brian, right, is this part? Was this all part of the process that we've been waiting for for a decade?
2: Well, look, every year we do try, every year you know it's it's something um unfortunately in years you know previous it has been difficult uh but you know the the Steinbrenner legacy right is is to acquire that that top talent that top tier that uh a lot of teams can't really uh do so you know it's it's maybe not necessarily part of any long term plan but uh you know we're just we're happy with uh, the the outcome
1: Brian, before we let you go here, is there a message yep. that you have to the fan base that hated you, wanted to see you get run over by a subway car, and now that you brought in uh, Juan Soto, they love you again? Will you have any message for them?
2: I mean, you know, the, the past is the past. The future is today. The future is now. <laughs> uh, you know, we do now have the crazy eights, as I coined earlier today in my Zoom call. That's what, that's what I've made the nickname for Juan Soto. And... Aaron Judge, they're both eight-tier players. That's what I, I kind of referenced earlier today. So they're the crazy eights. So, you know, I, I told you so. I, I knew what we'd be able to do, uh, and we pulled it off.
1: Is that a shot at Mickey Mantle because Mickey Mantle was seven? So you're saying these guys are eights? Oh. Uh, you can, know, I run, can we run with that? Is that a clickbait headline? Can we go with that?
2: I mean, look, end of the day.
1: Brian Cashman takes shot at dead center fielder.
2: That is not True, although we do almost have somewhat of a dead center fielder in Jason Dominguez, but he'll come back from the dead come July to help this team out. Uh, you know, this is the Mecca, guys, right? This is the Mecca. Uh, we're trying to get back to those reigns and uh, really just have, uh, you know, a, a bounce-back year here.
1: Called it the Mecca. You guys are moving to Madison Square Garden?
2: Well, you know, it is a New York uh, type of reference, you okay. know. Okay, all right. Uh, and as far as, you know, long-term contracts for Juan Soto. I don't know. You know, if, if that's well, I mean, you've only
1: got, thing. you've only got 40 years to figure that out for yourself. Right. right?
2: Yeah, so. yeah, for sure.
1: All right, Brian, we want to thank you for uh, coming on here uh, for a few minutes after you had a very yeah. busy couple of days. And I think a lot of Yankee yep. fans are, th- are very thankful that you finally and, uh, did your job. Uh, so. Yeah.
2: don't And don't sleep on Trent Grisham. Don't sleep on him. You know, he's a name that, you know, we're kind of not uh,
1: okay.
2: necessarily talking about, uh, you know, and look guys, just, you know, this is something I've been trying to do for a while now, right? I, I, oh, oh,
1: your job, right?
2: Well, I've been in contact <laughs> with Boston, uh, you know, for Verdugo in years past. I have tried to work out a deal for Soto. Uh, you know, luckily, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, this is, uh, to quote Chris there, at the end of the day, uh, you know, this is the, the power, the pride, the pinstripes, and, you know, we're, we're back. And and I, I think that a lot of people lost that and it kind of became the Yankees were just like everybody else. Uh, and we're kind of trying to do the you know, with that Steinbrenner DNA. Right. That we're trying to rid ourselves of that and become that that upper echelon. Uh, Top tier team. Uh, uh, so that's that's where we're at.
1: We don't need you getting stuck, Brian. We want to thank you for coming on. We want thank, to thank you. you crazy for, eights.
2: Uh, I, for, uh, I had it first.
1: Okay, you had it first. Okay, it's my my term. Thank Don't you. Don't steal okay. it. All right. Uh, good luck on Monday. All right. All right. Okay, you're only as all good right. as your last deal. So get Yamamoto. Okay.
2: Good deals, Yamamoto. All
1: Going right. That one too. You had that but, first, array? Okay. Okay. all right? I did. All right. Thank you. Thank All right. You, Brian. Thank you
2: guys. Thanks, Thank Brian. you. I'm gonna go camping.
1: Wow, where else are you getting exclusive uh, interviews from the from the from Brian Cashman right after uh, locking up Juan Soto, only here on uh, NYYU and on the NYYSD podcast. So if you're in the chat, smash the like button, uh, subscribe to NYYU. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review. We, uh, we've we been off the last two weeks. Uh, my voice is, might not make this episode, so if you hear a cracking, that's, it is what it is, but this is uh, too important of an episode to miss. Uh, Juan Soto, if you've been living under a rock, Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. Uh, Brian Cashman pulled off the deal. I don't know what time it was officially announced last night. Uh, Just I'm going to make a comparison here. And I understand the two things are very different. uh, Having a child and trading for a superstar. But uh, what the way the news broke and was reported It was like when my daughter was born. My wife was in labor for almost 48 hours when my daughter was born, okay? And every time the doctor came into the room, I said, is this it? Please, is this it? And then they were like, no, you're not ready yet. And then you walk, and then you go to to here with Soto, and it's like, it's close. And then you see another tweet, and it's like, it's close, and it's like, oh, just please, is it done yet? Like, you're waiting for the baby to come out. You're waiting for Soto to be traded here. I had a mental breakdown in the hospital. I had a mental breakdown on the couch last night. So, I mean, but all in all, I mean, we got the end results that we wanted in both situations. My daughter's here, healthy lover, her, and Juan Soto is here, healthy, and I'm sure we're going to love him too.
3: Yeah. Uh, it was like they edged us for.
1: Is that your favorite compilation?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: yeah All right, that's, fair, that's fair
3: okay, I like edging um yeah man it it was pretty fucking wild, but I feel like it's funny that you're more of the optimist, right, and I'm the pessimist for sure when it comes to the Yankees, and I hit a point where I was actually optimistic, like you couldn't change my mind this was happening until maybe I think that one martino tweet. Got me a little bit. Where, yeah, wait. <clears throat> yeah, like when we found out Cashman and Boone were heading got back on to the plane. plane, and the way he worded it was like cautiously optimistic. I was like,
1: "Fuck, man!" I think he did that to be a dickhead. He though. definitely did that to be a dick because he was pissed
3: because he knew Curry was gonna break it on the S network.
1: No, it ended up being Joel Sherman. Well, whatever. Whatever, oh, but dude. I'm saying you were—he was probably in fear he that Curry was, was going to break it. But it was Joel Sherman that got. Look,
3: him. I fucking hate Cuckboy Martino. I can't stand him. Okay, but he did a great job reporting on this up until, he did, until the he last got a little, like
1: right until five little, hours of the deal. Until he until that JP Morosi tweet came out, and then he got a little peanut butter and jelly at everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, but so he
3: got a little he he. Uh, he became a little whiny bitch at the end, and it made me a little scared.
1: All right, so uh, enough talk about Martino. We got a lot to talk about. I don't know how long my voice is going to hold up. Hopefully, SGR joined us soon. He always seems to not be around when we have uh, special guests on the show. Yeah. So um, Juan Soto is a New York Yankee, uh, and there were a few moments there uh, over the past couple of days where I thought it was going to fall apart because what was taken so long? We were The names were agreed upon. They were review of medicals. And it, it went a whole nother day. And it's just like, you know, is Preller trying to shop this? Preller was suspended, I think, in 2016 for pulling some Fugazi shit with a trade yeah. made with the Red Sox, I believe. So he has a history of, of, of stuff like this. So you were just wondering, like, what the hell is going on? But, you know, last night, I don't know, nine, ten o'clock, whatever it was, uh, it was official. The Yankees tweeted it. Uh, Juan Soto is a Yankee. There you are, SGR. How you doing, pal? What up? What up? What up? You know, baby. Brian. You know, Brian Cashman was here for like fifteen minutes. What? Yeah, we had like him, live. Um, yeah, live. Yeah, he bro. had the
3: same facial hair as you too, like this here yeah, in
0: the chin. Yeah, Well oh, chin. Wow, he's
1: growing it out a little bit, huh? Well, he's yeah. been busy, so he hasn't had time to shave. Right. So.
0: Yeah, he probably hasn't slept in like four days.
1: So, initial reaction to Juan Soto being a Yankee. What is your initial like See, I think what part of what happened the way things were reported is it did take away some of that excitement. Like you're just sitting there waiting for the confirmation. Right. It wasn't like the Verdugo trade where it just popped up out of nowhere and you had a had a crazy reaction to it. It was like you're just sitting there waiting for it and then when it was finally done, it wasn't excitement, it was relief.
3: Yeah, I'll be honest. Um I wasn't expecting this feeling. Be and I'm and I'm not saying the Yankees don't have to go out and get more, right? They do. It sounds fucking spoiled. Call it call us whatever you want to call us. Any Yankee haters out there,
1: I, call that's us. Kind of, that's kind of something that I want to touch on next week. I want this to kind of this show to be yeah, about yeah, yeah. What, what the Absolutely. Yankees did here. Uh, don't
3: worry, I'm getting to days. it. Okay. okay? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is don't get me wrong, still needs to happen. And going into this, when we started talking about Soto being a reality, I was like, great, I'll be happy, right? But, like, I'm not letting them off the hook until they do more. And I guess a part of me does still feel that way. But when this became official, man, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. I was like, holy fuck, we're back to being the Yankees. Like, this, not that it's enough in a sense of, like, this just puts them at the top for a world series contender but it was enough for me to to rid myself of the resentment that i've been feeling for so many years to towards this front office
1: yeah for sure uh because there's a couple things here number one is that um You got to give Brian Cashman credit here for these past couple of days. Not only Verdugo, uh, uh, Soto, and Trent Grisham. I think all three of them were very shrewd, smart moves. You had to go get the superstar. But, you know, and I tweeted this one of these days where it was being finalized. It's going to be official in 20 minutes. And then, you know, after we have lunch, we'll, we'll call it, you know, this whole bullshit that was going on, right? Juan Soto is more than just a rental. And people are like, it's only a one-year deal. I understand that. But what we've been asking for on this show for so long, the Yankees did. The Yankees showed with this trade that they can be the Yankees. And that's what I mean by this represents more than just a rental, a guy that you're getting for one year, is it represents that the Yankees can and will do whatever they want to do uh, to improve the team, that it's in them. It's in Brian Cashman. It's in Hal Steinbrenner. And I said this in our NYU group chat, that uh, it was like, you know, Cashman's nerds, uh, apparently they didn't really want to give up the package, and it was Hal that was kind of pushing them. Like, listen, we got to get this done. And I said this on the show. I don't even know, I don't remember how long ago. He's got – Hal has George in him. We know it. We've seen it. And if this, you know, and that's true also, he was pushing to get the Soto deal done. We know the Hulk is inside of Hal Steinbrenner. It's just that he prefers to be Bruce Banner, but we know the green monster. I just really shouldn't say that for the Yankee owner, but the 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 monster lives inside of Hal Steinbrenner, and he can, you know, unleash him whenever he wants to.
3: Yeah, and... Uh, it, I... It's tough to articulate something like this on through a tweet or an X or whatever the fuck you call it, but... It's Twitter. I don't care what it okay? is. Okay, it's still Twitter. You tweeted, okay? you tweeted it. you tweeted it. People, like, some fans just can't grasp the fact that... they After two to three... Like, what's a... Give me a good year that the Yankees' window closes. Just give me the year. Off the top, uh,
1: twenty six, I would say probably. Okay,
3: okay. Life for the Yankees and as fans, right now, when we're sitting here evaluating this team and the moves they make after twenty twenty six does not exist. That is how you have to think right now. Now you can say I'm dumb. They're the Yankees. They can go out and get people. But here's what you're forgetting, hmm. right? Here's hmm. what you're forgetting. Sure, they can go out at any time and get anyone and build a team. And whatever. But who are two guys out of, we've been Yankee fans our entire lives. And we've been fortunate enough to see Yankee legends in pinstripes go all the way. Right? Get that fucking ring. Could you imagine Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge ending their careers and not having a fucking ring? Can you just, can you honestly fathom it?
1: I don't want to fathom it. I don't want to. I don't because I've, what do I say all the time as captain, you want judges legacy to be Derek Jeter. Of course, not Don Mattingly.
3: Right. And not, it's not a knock on Mattingly, but there was a big difference between the two.
1: Mattingly for X years there before he really had the back issues was probably the best player in baseball. Sure. Look, He just didn't have the longevity to get into the Hall of Fame. I know this is a hot-button debate, but Mattingly, I think Mattingly, because of the error he played on and he doesn't have the longevity, kind of gets slept on. But so people, and it's not disrespected Don Mattingly, but Don Mattingly's Mattingly's legacy is that he didn't win a title for the Yankees. Right. Regardless Mm -hmm. of what happened, and you don't want that to happen to Aaron Judge.
3: Absolutely. And so if we say 2026, Nothing, nothing matters beyond nothing even exists beyond that right now. So like, I'm sick of people being like, oh, we gave up pitching depth and oh, we did. Bro, the world ends as Yankee fans in twenty. It, it, 2026 is it. If you don't have guys who are here this year, next year, and the year after, I don't care. If they're not ready to move the needle to get me closer to a World Series, they don't exist. Their Mm -hmm. existence does not matter to me. You had to feel a little pain, right? You had to feel a little pain. If Michael King is the pain I have to feel Mm. to get fucking Juan Soto, I'm fucking taking that every day of the week, man, every single day.
1: I think the Yankees made a very good trade here. It, like you said, the, the, to get Juan Soto even for a year, it had to hurt. You had to feel some pain. The Yankees pretty much traded all their starting pitching depth, right? Because if you want to go down the line, King, Brito, Vasquez, Dorp would would probably been in the discussion maybe later on in the year or next year. But all we've we've seen these guys are the next in line after the after the first five, right? If you really think about it, right? Michael King threw 100 innings last year. What's he going to throw this year? 130, 135. He's not making. And I love my look. I love Michael King, dude. I really do. I didn't want to trade him because, especially down the stretch last year, we saw how dominant he could be. He had, he has a stuff. He really does. But he's not going to make 32 starts next year. He might not even make 32 starts in 2025, and then you have no more control of him. So, like you said, if that's the piece, if that's the piece where you feel a little punch in the gut, that's a pretty going to get. I didn't believe these reports that people like Buster only were like, you fans aren't going to believe how little the Yankees give up for Juan Soto. And I'm like, they're going to give up some pieces here, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito have really good stuff they have. But what do they have? Potential. Mm hmm. Take these guys out of your starting rotation. These are swing guys, uh, middle relievers, basically how the Yankees were were using them. Set up, you know, um, spot starters with potential. So as much as I I, I like Vasquez more than Brito, I think Ryan, you like Brito more than Vasquez. I didn't want yeah. to move. I didn't want to lose both of them. But again, it's Juan Soto, and you're trading guys that are, if things go right, are really not in your plans next year. And I know Drew Thorpe is a top five prospect. Okay. But like we say, prospects are suspects until bro, they come up here and make a difference.
3: Bro, let me ask you a question. Tell me where the last three top Yankee pitching prospects are.
1: Are they even in baseball right now? Seve's in New York. The on
3: the, on the A's. What,
1: when Seve's... Uh, Caprillion.
3: Caprillion. What happened to him?
1: think he dfa right? He yeah, used...
3: I mean, uh how about Chance Adams? He was really good, wasn't he?
1: He works Remember? at Wawa. Remember? Does he, he work works. at Wawa? I thought it was quick Remember? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Remember no one wanted to give him up for anything? He was our top pitching yeah. prospect.
1: Caprillion's a free agent.
3: Caprillion's a free agent. He'll probably get picked up for a fucking lifetime supply of sunflower seeds. And then you got fucking Sevi, who, again, I love <laughs> Sevi to death, man. We all know how much everyone on this show loves Sevi and loved his, his work ethic when he was out there and how much he wanted to win. But the dude fucking couldn't stay healthy and then never got back on track. I mean, how could potential versus Juan Soto when a team is desperate for a World Series in the next couple of years, you could take all the fucking potential you want, man.
0: How about how about people <laughs> complaining, though, with the fact that, that there's no salary cap in baseball? I think the Yankees way of operating has been with the luxury tax in mind. And this year they finally said, forget about that. We're not worried about that. We're going to spend because we have an unlimited amount of money that we can spend. And the revenue you generate, three hundred million dollars is you know what their payroll will be projected to be is nothing to them.
3: Part of his part of. The Yankees' big issue, though, with the luxury tax isn't just what...
1: They don't want to lose draft slots.
3: They don't want to lose draft slots, and then that tax money does... It's almost like a fucking... It gets like redistributed, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, to the league. So do you think that the reasoning behind them not going over the luxury tax all these years is for draft picks, or was it to save a penny?
3: No, no, no. It was because they had a philosophy in place that we've talked about numerous times, and it's we're not going to jeopardize our future or potential future for doing anything too drastic. We're not right. going to risk our potential for future for for ir- irrational urgency type moves now because, look, let's be real for a second. The, you can get the best players in the world. All of them could be on your team, and you're still not guaranteed a World Series, right? It takes more Mm -hmm. than just talent. We all know that, right? So when you are giving up that, you are giving up what the Yankees' game plan was, and that was to be relevant, to hopefully make the playoffs every year, get people in the seats, and they said it themselves. It's a crapshoot once you get into the playoffs, which is bullshit, but that was the game plan. The Mm -hmm. game plan was always have people that we can bring up create some excitement, keep us relevant, right? Without going crazy. That ended the second Juan Soto came here. I don't care who they gave up for him. That ended now. And I think that the Yankees finally realized whether it's the fans being extra loud last year, whether it's missing the postseason and how being really fed up. I think we're just seeing a different operation now.
0: Yeah, they're 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 doing business like the Yankees have done business. Uh, what the team we I fell in love with, the team that was it was the Yankees and everybody else. It's starting to sway back in that way that it's everybody versus the Yankees.
1: The Yankees had uh, Brian Cashman had an excellent winter meetings here. I don't, I don't care what anybody says because, and who's ripped them more than us? Who who he no gotten? It, who's gotten it? Given it to him worse than this show right here? No one. I, I, definitely on this this network. Uh, we've definitely been leading the brigade on all that for years, but fair is fair. Ryan Cashman earned his, earned his money. He, he earned his contract, whatever you want to say. And uh, you know, people are like, he still sucks. Great. But you know what? He realized what he needed to do in this situation. And I don't, again, do you want to forgive him for the failures of the past couple of years? I'm not saying you have to do that, but you have to give him credit and job well done because what do we always say about Brian Cashman? He's never going to let his ego get in the way of a deal. And guess what? A.J. Preller put him over a barrel pretty much here.
3: No, he's always going to let his ego get in the way of a deal. But he didn't hear? No, no, no. He didn't hear. You just, um, I'm just saying you, you, I'm correcting you.
1: I thought I said it correctly, but whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. A.J. Preller. Okay, okay, okay. What did A.J. Preller ask for? Five pitchers, two, two prospects, right? He got four pitchers. And Higgy, who didn't he want to trade? He didn't want to trade King and Thorpe. Who were the big two pieces in the deal? King King and Thorpe. Thorpe. The Yankees thought they had this deal locked up three days ago, and Pro strung them along. And Brian Cashman, at any point, and this is what scared me too about it is that you know Cashman's ego gets in the way, and he's like, all right, if you're playing games here, I'm out. He didn't. He stuck with it until the Padres were ready to to punch the ticket on the trade. So he swallowed his pride, he swallowed his ego. He made the deal. He got the superstar here. The again, no one's gonna call him the missing piece because we'll get into this next week of other things the Yankees need to do. But the biggest glaring weakness that this team had was they needed left-handed power from a corner outfielder, corner outfield spot. And he didn't just get anybody, he got a 25-year-old superstar. Guys, if he if he continues on this track, he'll be a unanimous Hall of Famer without even blinking. Okay. That's who he got to fill in. For, to the, to his biggest spot. So you got to give him credit for that. The Yankees have walked yeah. away from, from a lot of big time trades. You know, the, the one guy, we always say this, the one guy where he pines over that he loves and writes Valentines to is Garrett Cole would not go the extra mile to get Garrett Cole. Did it for Juan Soto. What's the difference? Maybe he feels pressure now, even with a lifetime contract. Maybe it was how breathing down his neck for the first time in a few years, but he did it. He got it done. Also, after the Verdugo trade was done, you looked at that outfield alignment and you're like, uh, "Not a great defensive outfield." Judge is a, he's good, he's solid as a center fielder, not special. He's special as a right fielder. Verdugo is a, he's a decent corner guy. We, the big knock and why nobody wants him is because so does John Colston in the outfield. Even though I don't know, I guess we'll have to see that to believe it. Uh, he's not, he doesn't grade out particularly well as a defensive outfielder. So what does he do? In that deal for Juan Soto, the fourth outfielder caddy defensive replacement, I'm just going to get a two-time gold Glover. That's what I'm going to do. Yep.
3: Yeah, and something that also can't be overstated here. Brian, Ka- what Brian Cashman did. Now, if this team doesn't win a World Series this year, and let's just say he's done making moves, right? Not the right way to go, and more moves need to be made. But... Here's what happens now. At this point in time, if this team does misses out in the postseason now, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. If you feel differently, I'm no longer blaming the front office. Now I might blame them if they don't win a World Series because of lack of pitching, which again we'll get to in in next week's episode. But as of right now, he at least lifted a huge weight off his back as far as accountability goes from the fans. I think that you add a guy like Juan Soto to this lineup and a lot of the blame has to come off of the general manager
1: at that point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We're going to say something.
0: Man? No, I just said, and that's how it should be. It should be, uh, you know, up to the player. It should I want to blame the players. the players. I know, I know. And that's hasn't been the case really for the last couple of years. So it's, it's nice, man. I'm just so glad that they went out and they got the lefties. They had yeah, three man. lefties. Yeah.
1: That that that's it's a simple it match. It, it, well, Trent Grisham's not here for his bat. We all no, know, that.
0: No, but he can but, get some over the porch because that's where most of his home runs. Yeah, but go. I
3: love Christian, great point, man. He's he's a great defender. And the Yankees yeah. need that. Like late in games, I'm so sick of the same guys coming off the bench, these fucking and then they end up playing because people are getting hurt and this and that. Like Grisham, I thought was a great just depth piece there yeah.
0: no, and he's defensive, great for replacement. The defensive replacement aspect, not for his bat, but he is a lefty, which is nice. I'll take that.
1: For sure. I mean, you would prefer lefty than the righty in that situation, but I mean, that was a great addition, whether they, they were, he was kind of, he, uh, Grisham was foisted upon the Yankees. I still like it. I still like the fact that the Yankees knew that they needed to get a defensive replacement out there for late in games, and they got a guy that's as bad as good as anybody a two time gold glover. And then, I mean, if you guys want to transition into the other trade, or, you know, we can always come back to Soto. Look, nobody likes Alex Verdugo because he does look like a homeless rat, and he's a Boston Red Sox, and he killed the Yankees. But, you know, people like to ninja cash or cash god or whatever the, the term that people throw around. It's a cash god move. That's a cash god move right there. Came out of nowhere. What was the I mean, I know Dane, who's our prospect guru on NYY. You loves uh, Richard Fitz because part of it's because his name is Dickie Fitz. That's what they call Oh, is. I like that. Dickie Fitz. Dickie. Um, My Dickie Fitz. But high end. I mean, if he high end maxes out on his potential, he's a a fourth starter. Bro, I, and so the but the listen, listen, the but the main piece in that move was Greg Weissert. Right. Greg Weissert is the textbook definition shuttle guy. Totally. He'll look good, really he'll look good for a week or two. He'll get bombed, then you'll you'll let him throw three and a third in a blowout. You send yeah. him down, and when you need a fresh arm, you call him back up. That's who Greg Weissert is. The Yankees really, in my opinion, didn't lose anything on this deal. If you look at Alex Verdugo's numbers, uh, since 2021, third in baseball amongst left-handers and doubles, who doesn't love a doubles machine, okay? Mm-hmm. he batted. Two- how many
3: of those turn into fucking home runs at Yankee Stadium? Uh,
1: batted 264 last year with 13 home runs, I believe, but the yeah, on-base yeah. was... The, on base, was 330, so there's a decent separation there. The guy doesn't strike out. He struck out less than 100 times last year, so you don't have swing and miss. you got a contact yeah. guy that you can stick at the top of this lineup. I've seen mock lineups for this team where they're batting him six or seven. I, right now, before until Dominguez comes back, Alex do is my leadoff. Yep, I was thinking Hell the yeah, same absolutely. I'm, thing, I'm dude.
0: surprised by how many people don't have him as a leadoff hitter in the projected lineups. Did I you guys see that video? Thing. Did you guys see that video that Don Sicario like reposted of Verdugo talking to fans and just talking about his, yeah, approach. his approach? I Love what he had to say. Cool. First, it was cool that he was engaged like that with fans. I'm looking forward to that aspect. But just the fact that he was saying how he's a ground ball guy, he's going yeah. on top of the ball to yep. just make he's hard coming contact through the ball. That's exactly what this team needed. Yeah, at the top of the chain too. You get him leading off with Judge right behind him with Soto. Oh my god! If
3: you get a contact guy at the top of this lineup and then you follow that up with Soto and Judge, you're fucking un, you're unstoppable. Let's
0: let's, per, let's picture this, because let's say Verdugo leads off with a double, right. What do you do with Judge? You might want to you, well, you have know, that thought. I want to just put him on first base. If it was any other year, a, if it well, was just you pitch around and Judge. You sure. pitch around him. But now if you're going to pitch around you Aaron can't. Judge, you're going to have first and second, nobody out with Juan Soto at the plate.
3: You can't. It's yeah. wild. And let's just take this back to to the trade aspect of it. What are the Red Sox doing? I mean, what is the point of trading a guy like Verdugo unless you're going to really... Stock up. I mean, Verdugo. Look, from a from a Yankee fan standpoint, I understand you might hate the guy, but even when the Red Sox sucked, this guy killed you.
1: I think he hit two ninety against the Yankees Bro, he career. fucking
3: killed the Yankees. I hated him. I hated him, but he wasn't a guy that he seemed like a scumbag, but I I knew he really wasn't.
1: Right? He oh, just I, I hated I mean, him. He, there's a there's some. It's is there some scummy past.
3: shit
1: out there? There is some scummy shit out there. It was investigated for an essay on a on a minor, but not, he was never charged with anything. So, I mean. Okay, okay.
0: So, in, in 55 games against the Yankees this year, uh, not this year, in his career, Alex Verdugo hit uh, 263 with 56 hits, five home runs, 17 ribbies, and 27 runs scored. That
1: was a 55 games. Oh. Well, the 290 from. I thought it was, maybe it was last year, a 290 against the Yankees. I knew it. there was a 290 in there somewhere. Okay. How many I'm home not, runs? Five. And how many RBIs? Seventeen. Really? Thought it was one.
3: Hey, look, and it seem like more because how
1: many? How many times did he come up in the eighth or ninth inning, tied? Right. Or, or, and know. he made
3: some great defensive plays. I know he's not like right. He's not known. He's below average. Would you say
1: defensively? Um, mid, I guess. He's a
3: mid. I, I mean, defensively, he. I, I remember him making a handful of really good plays against the Yankees. He's. I loved this pickup, but I said, I prefaced it with, you also got to go out and get Soto. If they still get Soto, I love this move.
1: Well, now Soto's here, so, I mean, you have to love this move. And I don't understand for the life of me Yankee fans that don't like the move. If you look I at know. it from a baseball perspective, what this guy does on the field – it is a good move. You didn't give up anything to get him. He, Like we said, he's an on-base machine, contact guy, hits a ton of doubles. He's he's a perp right now without a true leadoff hitter, a stereotypical true leadoff hitter. This guy's going to fill that role for the Yankees.
3: But, bro, there's people who don't like the Soto move. So you have to believe there's people who don't like the Verdugo move. Look, it's uh, I, I
1: don't know it's what you boggling. I don't know what fans want the Yankees to do. If you don't want them to go out and fill the holes in the biggest way possible. OK, hole. how what would have been the reaction of the fan base if like my tweet came true and the Yankees got Kevin Kiermaier and Alex Verdugo? And, that would have, too. Uh,
0: and that's what uh, I thought was going to happen.
1: What would you done if that if the fan base done if that, that was the, the outfielders right. the Yankees got? The, the proper reaction would have
3: happened. The proper reaction. The whole, it would have been fucking mayhem.
1: Oh, but he was in a lineup with Tatis and Machado and, and Xander Bogarts, and they didn't make, I don't, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to me. Come on. Don't care. You're telling me I get to pair Juan Soto with Aaron Judge and you have a problem with that? You're insane.
0: Nah, that's stupid. That's stupid. We do have a super chat from our boy, Ra. 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 Says, I'm totally fine with the Yankees taking pride in developing position players and pitchers, but sometimes you have to look in the mirror and realize that your greatest assets are money and you need to get best the best players on the planet, period. Um... Um, that's right. The, because that's the Yankee way.
1: And the Yankees are apparently, they're going to do that this off season. Good. People, you know, they're going to have to pay Soto even on a one year deal, 30, $35 million. And, you know, you're hearing Yamamoto's deal is going to be two fifty plus. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees are apparently 110% in. They think they're the favorites. There's there's insiders. that think they're the favorites. They they're dusting off their Matsui and Tanaka to go over there and, and meet with this guy while Steve Cohen's taking him to a French restaurant, like, come on now. Come on. You wonder why that come the, on, dude, you wonder why there were reports earlier in the week that Yamamoto didn't feel the Mets were iconic enough. Right. You know, yeah. he went for
3: a fucking French baguette and, a and croissant.
1: then and then you got you got croissant. met bloggers who I'm not disrespecting because, you know, it's the same realm content creators that we're doing here saying that the pitch should be, do you want to be another Yankee or do you want to be a legend in Queens? I think he would, I, honestly, he wants what? to be a Yankee,
0: dude. Yeah, because that is the legacy. It's right. being a that part of, a the le- of adding on to the legacy and then being a major And yeah, Let me tell you, let me ask you a question.
3: Let me ask you a question. Yeah, sure, Serious question. as Because we all love Matsui, right? Yeah, we yeah. all love the guy. I love him. If they don't win in 09, do you really... Not saying, do you love Matsui the same? Do you really remember him the same? You should. You, I think
0: you would well, still he have was a there fond in... memory of him, but that was the ultimate, the lasting but, image of him.
1: I think he came over in 03. Yeah,
0: it wasn't. It was yeah, 2003. they didn't win a World Series in 03. He was, he was they won for... a pennant. No, they didn't, right? But yeah, he was here from two thousand three to two thousand nine. His last year was that World Series. But year. it's the
1: icing. I can't. It's like A-Rod. It's like the icing on the cake for him. But like, it's
3: not. He didn't get. He didn't get drowned out in Derek Jeter and Andy Pet. Like Matsui is one of my favorite Yankees of all time. That 09 World Series. Easy he's numbers, a legend man. here. He
0: put up great numbers here.
3: He was unreal, dude. If yeah, I promise you. After if. How many years will it be now? Because I try and forget. 14? Yeah, it'll be, 15 uh, 14. seasons since the Yankees won? Yeah. I Don't promise mean. you, Yamamoto, you come over here and win a World Series. You will be a fucking legend.
0: And the whole respect factor of them holding the number 18, which is, you know, the biggest number. That's what the ace wears in Japan. So, like, they, they didn't give anyone that number last year. I feel like something like that wow. is something... That you know Yamamoto's camp, they're going to take you know pride in that that they are yeah. keeping him in mind, and Smart and it's, it's the team that he wants to play for. So if they're going to give him the money, then it, I mean it doesn't matter.
3: Let me just ask you guys this real quick: Did you see the tweet? I forget who put it out there that the Yankees actually had guys at every single one of his starts last year.
1: I did not see that, but yeah, I mean, would it surprise me though? No.
3: Yeah, I I don't, again, don't know how credible it was. I think it was uh, from a pretty credible source claiming the Yankees had guys at every single one of Yamamoto's starts last year.
1: Oh, we got a tweet here from an old friend, uh, Ryan, at Stadium Status. Oh, hey. Hello, Gloria. And uh, Ryan says that Gloria does not say hi. She doesn't miss you guys. She hates us more than ever now because we're more obnoxious because of Soto. Everything is right in the world.
2: We are going to start
0: banging. Uh, Chris, you were right about that. Cashman did say that he had a Yankee rep, rep at every start made by Yamamoto. Wow.
3: So, I mean, come on. You want to talk about commitment. You want to talk about having your eye on the prize. You're out in Japan. Someone You have someone out there every single start. You're yeah. getting this guy, man. We've seen... When the Yankees go crazy over a guy, we talked about it, crazy over Cole. Again, we won't get too much into it right now, but I got to feel pretty good about it.
1: Well, we've asked this question a hundred times, and I think the answer has changed because you did not you did not think so at the time I initially asked it. Do the Yankees see Miyamoto as Garrett Cole? I believe that they do now. I believe yes.
3: I believe yes,
1: they do. So, I mean, if he doesn't come here, it's not for lack of trying.
0: And you always say when they want somebody, they usually get that person. Yeah, so.
1: yeah exactly. Which is right. why all these Met fans trying to cope with Juan Soto. He's not going to play in Queens next year. I can't wait. Stamp it 9-17 on 10-7-2023. Juan Soto will not play in Queens in 2025. Okay. I
3: can't wait for the Mets for like... Who, who are all the, like, whiny bitch Met fans? Evan Roberts. Evan Roberts. Sal yeah. Licata.
1: Rent in Bronx and buy in Queens. You know what? Evan, <laughs> you're, you, you're, man, a you a fuck you're a fucking You're a cornball, dude. You're That's Met fan coping, okay? Little brother saying, <sighs> Oh, my God. What did I text you guys earlier when I was driving home? But,
3: like, how excited are you for when Yamamoto signs in New York? And, like, they actually think... Cohen made an impact
1: I'll tell you right well, now it, it
3: will.
1: I'll tell you right now if uh Yoshi Yamamoto if we complete the Yamasoto here you're not if you're a Met fan you're not going to want to see my face no no <laughs> <laughs> no so I want to what did he say exactly because it was wild who's that Evan Roberts. Okay, here we go. Evan Roberts it, is doing Met fan coping. This is why I texted you guys. He's doing Met fan coping on the radio right now, saying that it's a good thing for the Yankees that Juan Soto is only on a one-year deal because they may not want him next year.
3: <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. There is no next year, Evan. Right. There is no next year. We don't care. We don't care.
1: So uh, Brian Cashman said earlier today that... uh they haven't talked to uh, uh, an extension. They're looking at it 2024 right now. Fine, but I think we're all realistic. If this thing, especially if this thing works out, I cannot imagine a world where Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner lose Juan Soto, especially to the Mets in free agency.
3: Yeah, and um I mean, again, doesn't matter to me. I just don't care beyond 2024 right now. I really don't. But I was thinking yesterday. After all this happened, I was like, okay, let's... Either one of two things happens, right? The Yankees either win the World Series with this with Soto, the risk pays off, giving up some of your future pieces, and King pays off right away to get him. Or, obviously, they don't win the World Series. In what scenario are the Yankees more likely to bring back Soto?
1: They're going to double down, of course.
3: You think they double down, right? So it's like... But I also think we've seen... We've seen how the Yankees operate after they, you know, win a World Series with a guy like Soto, or even if they come close. I, I, I don't see a scenario where they don't sign him. I don't. Well, got, again, I don't care.
1: I mean, I mean who cares? Uh, real quick, just look at it like this: Spencer Jones is probably still a couple years away, right? So they're going to need. We're going to be back in the outfield market next year because I, I think Verdugo is a strict rental one year. Let's oh, see sure. we get out of him, and we'll move on. Situation. So you got Judge you're going to have Dominguez in center field and you're going to need another you're going to need another left-handed corner outfielder so why wouldn't the Yankees bring Juan Soto back? Sure. Sure. I mean to kind of put a bow on on this episode here and what we really want to talk about today. I see a lot of mock lineups. Uh first of all, if your mock lineup has Aaron Judge batting fourth, you're you should just, just go home. Yeah. Go Just home. go home. There's no way the Yankees are going to risk Aaron Judge batting second in the second inning. There's no way they're going to do that. It's
2: going to be so good. The first innings are going to be so good.
1: I mean, honestly, the way I would Ooh. expect it to go is Verdugo Judge Soda. One, two, three. yeah without same. Without sh- Well, shoot.
3: you know. You bringing up the Verdugo thing, and I was thinking about it earlier, right? Like almost every single mock lineup I've seen has DJ leading off, right?
1: No, I wouldn't do
3: it. No, I know. I'm just saying that's every mock lineup, right? And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, that automatically, again, we know how the Yankees are going to operate here. That automatically means Soto's number two, right? If they can throw a
1: lefty in there, they're going to do it. Yeah, you didn't get all these lefties to go to stack them. you Right. You're gonna, so but, for
3: me, it's like they love judging that two hole. They fucking love it. Yeah. So for me, for Dugo makes the most sense. Pa- then go to Judge, then Soto. Dude, I can't even I'm gonna f fu- I am going to i can not even do it. I can't even man. think about it. It's
0: awesome. I mean, man. it's great to have I would, that feeling if you, again.
1: If you want to go down one further, I guess stand still. still the cleanup hitter?
0: Yeah, that's the biggest question mark for me. Is that is the cleanup spot? Because you, you kind of have to give it to Stanton at the start of the year.
1: You go you Rizzo to, you five, Lemayo yeah.
0: six. I would go Torres six.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what? It's a big. Uh, that's gonna be a big to is seventh. Dude, that's, you gotta go G there, man. Trevino
0: or Wells eight, and then Bobby uh, at the ninth. No, nine no,
1: spot. I agree. Stanton is uh, fourth. Rizzo fifth. Glaber is sixth. Then you probably, I guess you would go. I don't know where do you want to put the other lefty because it would be Wells. I would I would have Wells playing a lot next year. So I would you want have to hitting eighth. So then you go Glaber six, uh, Lemayu seven. seven, the catcher, and then Volpe nine. Yeah, yeah.
3: And you know, mm. it it sucks so bad that you can't do this. But I mean, you really want to get Stanton back on track. Imagine him batting before Judge or Soto obviously not going to happen. I'm just saying, just imagine the protection that guys are going to have, even at the bottom of the lineup, as as the lineup's turning over. I mean, this should impact Volpe. That's how deep this goes, right? right? But like, here's my thing, even with the, even if Stanton's batting behind the big two, right? It should still help him because you have to imagine if he's batting fourth in this lineup, that starts for Dugo who doesn't strike out a lot? Then goes to fucking Aaron Judge. Then Juan Soto. Stanton's getting up in a lot of spots where guys are on base and pitchers have to pitch to him. And as of right now, they're really not as scared as they w- once were. And he might see a lot of good so, pitches, even if they don't have be people a,
1: behind him. This is a huge year for John Stanton because if you if you do in fact bat him cleanup, he has Alex Verdugo contact guy three thirty on base. You then Aaron Judge, best player in the world when healthy, or second behind Acuna. Flip a coin. I don't care. I'm not going to argue with that right now. 80 to 400 on base, right? Juan Soto's career on base is 420.
3: I mean.
0: It's awesome,
3: dude! It's fucking common.
1: We
0: put out that list today. It was like the top uh, offensive players, and right now in the league, and they had Aaron Judge first, Alvarez second, and Juan Soto third. So that's we have two of
1: those guys. I think since, if I saw it correctly, it was since twenty eighteen the 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 top three on base or OPS on base or OPS. I think it was. uh, I forget which one. The top three in baseball since twenty eighteen. Juan Soto, and Aaron Judge are in the top three. Oh my god! Forget the order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, missing, it was
3: dude. It was Judge. Who was number two?
0: It was uh, OPS. It was MLB OPS, it was OPS leader since 2018, minimum 200, 2,500 played appearances. Aaron Judge was one. Juan Soto two. Mookie Betts three. Oh no! Okay, but so, there was
3: a there was another list that came out. I think like Heyman posted it or something like invalid. power hitters like MLB power hitter rankings or something, or just, like, hitter rankings. Yeah, that's what I was
0: referencing. Judge was
3: number one.
0: Alvarez, two.
3: Alvarez was was two, and uh, Soto Soto was was three.
0: Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Unreal. Yeah, I mean. Guys
1: that are are at the top, the very tippy top of the sport that are going to back-to-back in this lineup this year. There's not one argument. And one's a lefty. There's not one argument that you can give me to shit on this trade. There's not one.
3: No. Like, one of my really good buddies who I love, he actually came to our live show. I refused to text him back for at least a week. It was uh, Oniglia. Okay. Yeah. He texted me saying that, and I didn't even respond to him. I won't. I'll wait at least a week. He said, um, how can we trade for Soto, who I don't want anyways, and still have Stanton on the roster? I just... I just didn't respond. I'm not going to respond because yeah, not- I have nothing nice to say to him. There's nothing
0: you could do about it. Stanton's fucking,
3: we're stuck with him for, ever- I, just oh, you I, I just can't, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around not being okay with this trade. I just can't. Yeah. So
1: if you're in the camp of just sign him next year for money, why do we give up all the talent? Okay. Okay. So let's, again, Aaron judge is going to his age 31 season next year. He 32, maybe. I don't know. 31, 32. 31, I think. Oh, that 32, 32. 32. Garrett Cole's turning 34 during the season, I believe. I mean, how many more of these years you want to waste?
0: Yeah, he'll be, Dude, be exactly. 34 in uh, next September.
3: Yeah, Judge is 31. He'll be 32 in, in April, April 26th. So, like, and like, here's the thing someone tweeted back at me, uh, and what do you mean the window closes? There's no fucking window that has to close. You don't get it. Like you saying that, I don't even respond to people like that anymore because you're just proving to the world how fucking dumb you are. You just don't get how baseball works. You want to know why? Because you're a fucking dumb idiot. And that's why you don't (laughs) get it. You just don't get it. There is a window.
1: When, yeah, when Cole and Judge are out of their physical primes, which I think, you know, we're all in agreement is after 26. So we got. This year, next year, in 2026, right? Would you agree with that? And every year is more and
3: more urgent than the last.
1: Oh, they don't win in that three years. The window is closed for Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole to win to to win World Series. And think about it like this. Now you wasted four years of Anthony Volpe and he's right. a year or two away from free agency. Right. And you wasted three you you wasted half a year control over Jason Dominguez too. Right.
3: And here's and here's the window, just to be serious for a second and break it down for the people who can't figure out why. Remember in twenty sixteen you woke up to the breaking news that Andrew Miller was traded and the Yankees were rebuilding and we were getting fucking Clint Frazier, and we were all excited about all these prospects, right? All these prospects that no one okay, wants to Clint trade Frazier. away. Okay. Okay. You okay. remember that day, though, right? That was the Sheffield. Okay. Okay. Now, this what are you? Now, now, the why u's? was it? Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Just us. Why, okay.
3: Why was it a little easier to swallow that pill? Any
1: veterans on the team?
3: Because why? There were no the veterans on
0: the team. To, when that trade happened, you were kind of sold that on the season you're punting.
3: But what happened seven years earlier and all those old fucking disgusting contracts were getting stale. What happened seven years before we rebuilt
1: Won the world series.
3: Okay. And how many years are we coming up on now? Double that. Okay. Double that. <laughs> double it. What happens? Double, in another, double. What happens in another few years when judge and Kohler out of their, Primes and all these prospects we just got back that everyone wants to fucking hug and keep here and they're fucking wasted. What happens? The same fucking thing, except we didn't get that World Series. That's the window. This is the window. We are living in the fucking window right now. We're hanging out of it and it's about to slam in our fucking face.
1: Except for the fact that Brian Cashman stuck a fucking yardstick to keep the window from slamming down. On the windowsill by acquiring Juan Soto. Exactly. So that's exactly it. I don't care. I'll if he does something I don't like. I'll come back on here. I'll rip him till I pass out on the floor, which has almost happened a dozen times on this show. But this past week is as good of a job that Brian Cashman has done in probably a decade, probably since twenty. Let's go back to since twenty seventeen. Since he brought the. Even though it didn't work out, the Sonny Gray deal, the the Tommy Canely, Todd Frazier deal, the way he fortified that team when he saw an opportunity to go for it in 2017, mm-hmm. this is the best job Brian Cashman has done since the trade deadline of 2017. Absolutely. It's been seven years since we can actually sit there and say, what a fucking great job our GM did. And,
3: and- he fucked it up so bad over these last years that it sucks. And, and it really does suck to say as great of a fucking job as he's
1: done, the work's not over. The job's not done. It's not done. But for what has been accomplished, the Yankees are the only ones that you look at through this winter so far that have significantly improved their ball clubs. Now, maybe they needed to close the gap a lot more than some other teams did, but no one has landed the impact player that Juan Soto has and filled another hole with a really – I feel funny saying this because I was on live with Pete on Tuesday. Right, be- I signed off with him right before the Verdugo news broke, and I said, because we were talking about the Mookie Betts deal, and I'm like, Verdugo's okay. He's a starter in this league, and now I'm talking him up because, yeah, if you look at what the Red Sox got for Mookie Betts, it's not a lot. They got a, they got a starting, a legit starting outfielder who's not – I mean, he's not really an all-star. I don't think anybody's expecting – Alex Verdugo to be an All Star next year, but he helps his ball club. Absolutely, bro.
3: Uh, Ry, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you try and read the super chat that's on there? Oh shit! Yeah, sure. From and Abner. also, I like, just can't. I can't get it. Yeah, I got
0: you. You talk about like significant moves. I mean, what other team had World Series odds went from plus sixteen hundred to plus eight hundred? Because that's fourteen. Clear. Yeah. Well, they went from no, six... plus. I see plus 1,600. Oh, really? It was sixteen. Yeah. Damn. They went after from 16... the Soto deal. They so we got to a three. um we got a super chat here from Abner.
3: I can't read it. Like I just don't gonna know read what it.
0: it's saying. Uh, oh, I thought you meant like you couldn't you couldn't pull it up on the screen. So let me read it. I said in the in last trade red side
3: emoji I've, circle red circle emoji trade.
0: Ev- ever ever Herrera and Hampton for Bieber and EC. Change my mind because club Will extension. Okay. He changed his mind because of the club extension. Instead, same package, but for Bieber and Shock. Abner, Garb, are
3: you trying to tell us that you are really that you're in a really bad You, you place. might want to. Do you need be having a
1: stroke right now, dude? <laughs> I think this is again, this is a discussion I mean, for next week. You hear that. Sure. Abner, send Guardian. us that again
0: next week with a. Dude, fucking we love
3: you, Abner. Thank
1: you. Guardians You're the Guardians
3: dude. Appreciate it.
1: The Guardians might put Emmanuel Clase on the market. Indians.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: So, uh,
1: okay. I want Jordan Hicks. Okay, he throws very hard. Okay, some will say hard. Okay, the Yankees could fix him. Okay, right. okay. Okay.
2: Okay. 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 Okay.
1: All right, so as we wrap up things here, the Yankees, uh, they did it, okay? Uh, yo, Brian, you did it. You son of yo a bitch. Yo, Brian, you did it. You bald, you bald weasel, okay? You're not a weasel this week, Brian. Maybe next no, week no. you'll be back to being a weasel, but congratulations. I'm so excited where this team is headed right now, and I think it's the first Thank time gosh, in a couple man, of years that, that we can really sense some optimism going into – I mean we're still a couple weeks away from Christmas, but as we pass the holidays and get ready to go into spring training, we can finally sense some optimism and be excited that it's not just a, we're not running it back, run it back 24. Yeah, no, now dude. it's running. Now it's running back with 22 dog. That's what they're doing. Let's, do it.
3: Let's fucking do it.
1: So if you're still in the chat, we want to thank you for hanging out tonight. Please like this video, subscribe to NYY underground, Uh, And if you're going to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll be back next week where we're going to continue to look at what the Yankees are going to need to do to really fortify this team to be a a real World Series contender. Maybe uh, a little, maybe uh, the Yamasoto comes true. We know the Yankees are going to meet with him on Monday. So maybe we'll have some more news to break down when uh, we meet on Thursday same NYYU time, same NYYU channel. We want to thank everybody for their continued support of the NYYST podcast and NYY Underground. We want to thank everybody for listening and watching episode 359. Uh, not one. This is how important this episode was. Elgato stayed away the entire time. Wow. 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 All right. Amo arigato. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris say goodbye. Peace
3: can't make a promise but I do my best 25 sitting on 25 racks Just got started and we ain't done yet but a new crib, that's a goddamn flex. God flex Sign that check,
1: told them last shit that i have up next Can't take calls but I send that text From way downtown but it's